0: Good day to you and welcome to the Tech Central Podcast. This episode is sponsored by MaxTech and we've got Preven from MaxTech with us and Technovate with Andrew Parker from the UK. MaxTech, as you know, a well-established South African partner and has been headed with Preven for the last four years. He's been in IT for over 25 years and is well known to most of us for managing a tight team. Andrew, an old son of South Africa, is now based in London and spends his time between consulting, architecting, and commenting in a couple of columns on IT and IT surrounding issues. Between both of our guests today, they have many many years of cyber security under their belts and have dived headlong into a Kronos Cyber Protect. But more on that later. On June the 4th, the U.S. government issued a guidance for security teams to, frankly, beef up their act and get a handle on what's happening from a perspective of hacking. All organizations must recognize that no company is safe from being targeted from ransomware, regardless of size or location. Much as our homes have locks and alarm systems and our office buildings have guards and security to meet the threat of theft, we urge you to take ransomware crime seriously and ensure your corporate cyber defenses match the threat. My first question to my friend Prevind, do you think South
1: African companies are taking this seriously? Thank you for the introduction and welcome to our listeners. I think you said it, that we've been in this industry for a long time. And yes, I think with education that we are delivering to our partners and users in terms of consumers, the awareness is key. The more we've educated with the latest ransomware act or law that has been passed, they are exposed. And it's happening on a daily basis, not just with ransomware. I think that's one of the biggest type of attacks, but right down to malware Phishing is also another form that all users, especially now with us working from home, there's no security, okay? We've got smart devices, we don't have any secure firewalls, and if you think about tablets, kids' devices, it's now unprotected or unsecure.
0: So do you think companies are heeding the warning that the Americans have put out, or do you think we just in a bit of a flat panic?
1: It's not a flat panic. The customers are exposed. And like I said, what is happening at a global event, we are seeing even in South Africa and the rest of our continent on a daily basis. It starts off with, like you said, ransomware. It might be phishing attacks. In some cases, customers are compromised in terms of usernames and passwords. And customers just don't have the visibility. The only time they realize is when they are attacked and compromised or they've been exposed and they they end up in the headlines.
0: Andrew, coming over to you from your vantage point in Europe or from the UK and looking down at the continent, how do you think our African countries are keeping up? Do you think that we are keeping up or do you think we're a little bit behind the eight ball when it comes to cyber security and, and looking after our tax surface as a whole?
2: You know, it's hard to accurately answer that. But what I would say is that in my experience with South Africans is innovation. They'll find a way to do something better, more efficiently and perhaps cheaper than in what would be called the first world in Europe and America, et cetera. I am certain that South African business owners are aware of these threats and aware of the potential impact to their bottom line. But I think they'll be looking for ways to address them at a lower cost to what typical enterprise security might be. Certainly the threat is real. I mean, Virgin Active, we know, had a significant ransomware issue. JBS Foods in America, $11 million ransom they paid just last week. And before that, the pipeline taken down in the UK, we always refer to the WannaCry attack that took out the NHS and lives were lost as a result of that. So there's awareness of ransomware at a global level. And I think South Africa is now operating on a global stage. So they're well aware of these threats. But the challenge is the economics of what could be put in place. And of course, South Africa will always look to innovate and save and be smart around that. They look for the right solution.
0: Okay. So we know that there are threats out there and this vulnerability that we've got, are you finding that we can keep up from a SOC perspective just using our teams or has it gone way beyond that now?
2: I think the security operations center approach is still the right one, but the nature of what a SOC is and what it does nowadays is rapidly changing. I mean, the attacks themselves are ever more ingenious, ever more crafty, criminal. Uh, and of course, the ransoms are significantly higher than they once were, <laughs> probably linked to the rise in Bitcoin, amongst other things. But Yeah. Essentially, the strategy of centralized management and 24-7 response to cybersecurity threats is the right one. This isn't something that your IT guy can manage on his own, unfortunately. This is not an antivirus database that needs to be kept up to date so that, you know, a file can be checked against a definition. There's a place for that, traditional type of malware protection, but ransomware evolves. And so you're more likely to be the victim of a zero-day attack today than you were ever before. And what's important for business owners to understand is that the crooks know about you. There's so much information out there, be that your LinkedIn profile, where you're bragging about your most recent achievements at work, which gives them your employer, gives them your employer's domain name, makes the process of creating a false identity purporting to be you, something that even an amateur hacker could attempt. So what we're seeing now is vulnerability of people within organizations purely based on the fact that there's just so much easily accessible data about those people. And of course, once you've assumed the identity of a person then it's next step is, you know, send an email from that person to their finance director to run this file. Finance director runs that file and because of some poor choices in IT security, that file does the damage and the ransomware is released. Uh, It's all about how the ransomware gets there in the first place. And it's it's far more than one, one man band or even ordinary MSPs can handle without a SOC service running behind the scenes.
0: So we're not simply talking about building higher walls, Prevent. We're talking about what happens if somebody gets behind the wall. And we're going to get back to a definition for vulnerability management now. The whole compliance, this pool between security and data privacy and management. Pravin, are you seeing customers struggling with getting that all on the same page and dealing with it under the same umbrella?
1: Daniel, absolutely. You know, if you think about pre-COVID, yes, all the assets was at your head office or it was in your data center, and customers put in the relevant protection. With COVID, you know, the ability of working from home is one thing. We've got untrusted networks, but it actually scans further than that. And it scans that when you protect your environment, you know, you start off with a perimeter firewall, but you need to actually secure all points. Now, customers, as we know, most of them have migrated to Office 365, have got hybrid, they've got some cloud applications. So their data is now stored in multiple locations. Some okay. private clouds, public clouds, head office, even on their personal devices. Yeah. And when you look at the security landscape, you actually need to secure all endpoints, all parts of it. Yeah. And I think that is the biggest part of what customers don't realize. Most of them, you know, we see the adoption to cloud is great. But, you know, if you think about the necessary security that you have in place at your office or your data center, going to the cloud doesn't necessarily give it to you. Those are thick in the boxes. And most of the time, if you think about cost savings, customers are not aware enough that they need to still provide those next generation firewalls or security in the cloud as well.
0: So this being able to look at my network and have visibility across the network Do you think that it's still intuitive from a CIO perspective or can we predict where our weak points are or do we need tools for that these days?
1: Yeah, if you look at some of the cybersecurity solutions we provide, it's a complete 360. So most organizations would do an assessment of their environment maybe once or twice a year, normally before an audit. But the next generation firewalls are so advanced that number one, they give you a real time view of what is happening along your entire enterprise landscape in real time. You can also go back and view for long term, you know, in increments of anything from five minutes to days or weeks or months. And that's the basic that you have.
0: Okay. Andrew, are you seeing that the attack surface has changed now when we look at vulnerability? Traditionally, it was keep the hands at the door, you are now speaking about scraping data from an external perspective and using that against us under uh, fake names, usernames or whatever. What is the vulnerability matrix that we look at today? Where are we exposed today?
2: We're so exposed, we may as well be naked. There's so many different <laughs> Let's
0: <effects>. not <laughs> and say we did. Okay, carry on. <laughs> Uh
2: you, you can think of the various ways that these things happen. The classic unpatched software, out-of-date software, you know, Windows servers without updates applied, of course, is still a leading way in which the... So, the-
0: so pause. What do we do about that today? Is there a way that we can see what's out-of-date easily yeah
2: absolutely a web-based cloud-based dashboard that gives you vulnerability scanning patch management a point in time live view of your estate across all your endpoints so they're covering all of those remote workers that uh, previn referred to is exactly what you need and then how do you deal with the multitude of information that's coming into that all the events all the logs all all the information you know i always talk about alert overload traditional help desk traditional IT manager starts his day looking at thousands of emails about things that completed successfully, things that didn't complete successfully, backups that are missing, viruses that have been found. How do you wade through all of that? And the only way to do that is to focus on what you need to see first. And that's the big red button. You know, red lights tend to get attention. You know intuitively that whatever's green is something you can ignore and whatever's amber is sort of halfway between the two. So yeah, a dashboard that gives you point-in-time view of your update status across all of your endpoints and servers and cloud servers, et cetera, absolutely uh, necessary. But to talk back to your point about where we're exposed, social engineering, like you wouldn't believe. It's unbelievable how at even a C-level, businesses are totally switched off to how vulnerable they are because of their own internal policies and procedures and perhaps their own authority structures. I could walk into loads of businesses in the JSE or the top companies in the UK, and I'm almost certain that within them, there will be an employee with a high level of access who, given the right circumstances, the right looking email, the right pressure, the right little bit of data, like, you know, I know you're leaving for Madagascar tomorrow. So please make sure you make this payment before you go, because I can't do it without you. She doesn't think, oh, it's because I posted on Facebook, I'm so excited about my Madagascar trip tomorrow, that that's why that email was faked. And it looks like it's coming from the boss. So I better make sure I act on that. He sent me enough detail with this email and there's his signature and everything's exactly as it should be. That looks like an email from the boss. I'm going to make sure I act on that without question. And yet all of that stuff is just so easy to concoct, easy to obtain. And so social engineering is a huge attack service, probably the biggest and most important concern for us at Technovate and Acronis at the moment is training people to be aware that these problems exist. And then also, because it's inevitable that there will be these weak links, responding and reacting to that suspicious activity appropriately to protect okay. and lock down that activity because we basically trying to defend proactively and always be on the defense. So creating this wall that you think is impervious or impenetrable is not the approach. It's what you're going to do when malware is running in your network okay. is actually where you need to focus your planning right now, except that the malware will run okay. and plan for that eventuality rather than constantly focusing on defense, because your defense will be 99.9% effective, but faced with millions of attacks every day, that 0.05% that get through are still going to be a sizable and significant threat at some point in your career.
0: Okay, so we are planning for if the tsunami hits, what do we do? Not planning to keep it out, that it's never gonna happen.
2: I guess what I, I'm saying is the tsunami's there. Yes, but yes. And you've got a fantastic dike. You've built this fantastic wall yeah. but there's a little hole in it. And the little hole in it is the temporary PA you've hired because Sally's on maternity leave. Yeah. And that pre PA wasn't given their fishing training. So she lets the bad guys in by mistake. Totally innocently, of course. Yeah. But that's the problem. That's the little hole in the wall that you've got to patch. And I doubt that many people are doing enough to focus on that because I've been through enough IT disasters to know that it's not the stuff you expect to go wrong yeah. that gets you. It's the unintended consequences of the way you set things up. and It's always a blind side. So, prevent just,
0: just moving on from where Andrew was, what are you advising to customers on how they get the scattered reporting Around and how do they make it meaningful that they can act on it on a day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute basis? Is AI still the stuff of myth and legends, or is this where really comes to the fore?
1: Yeah, Daniel, the AI has always been around. I think from a marketing perspective, it has grown. From some of the solutions that we provide, the AI is there to help automate and to speed up. Like Andrew said, you know, if you have these socks, it's receiving thousands of events per second and having a human to identify is like finding a needle in a haystack. So the AI with automation is what we got to rely on. So we've got the information. We've got real time views. It needs to be automated. And some of the solutions have the ability to take automatic action. So as an example, if an endpoint is infected, why not automatically quarantine that endpoint, segment it off the network, and send the network administrator or the administrator a notification to say, this is the action that we've done. And that's where the AI automation is really grown to. And is that still a differentiator for your customers or is this just a ticket to the
0: game from a security perspective? That that first triaging of the problem, is that still something that's like new and wow? It sounds pretty impressive to me or is this, I mean, that's a ticket to the game. If MaxTech's not offering that, you're not even yeah. around the in table.
1: Th- in fact, Daniel, you know, we start off with any customer, most of them don't even have firewalls. We start off with a assessment where we deploy one of these next generation firewalls in their network with no disruption. We collect the logs and after a week, we present the customer with a full executive summary showing them the security threats running in their environment. Right now, you would find organizations, like Andrew said, already are exposed to malware, ransomware, phishing attacks. It's happening all the time. There's just no visibility because customers don't have the tools or the technology to give them that visibility. So we offer free assessments to any customer, zero disruption. And after a week, we can present an executive summary showing you your security status. I love hearing free
0: stuff. So to
1: anyone listening,
0: Pravinda has said he'll give you a free review. Come on. I want to see Max Tech uh um inundated with calls from this. Because guys, security is so underrated in my opinion. If we do 10 podcasts, eight episodes about people getting a handle on security because it's so ever-evolving. It's just changing all the time. I must say, Andrew, it's quite an exciting area to work in. I know that you've recently done some new certifications. Both you and MaxTech are now working in a secret-to-be-unveiled amazing technical area. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Acronis Protect?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So Acronis Cyber Protect is a cloud-based product builds on Acronis' heritage as an enterprise backup provider. They move forward in that journey to become a DR provider, where basically the servers that you're protecting with their backup, you know, it's all very well to have a backup of a server, but what if the problem is that your server's been stolen or your office is flooded and the server itself is dead? They came up with an easy way to run those servers in the cloud. So you can switch your business from running off your network to running off Acronis's disaster recovery infrastructure very easily, very simply, and most importantly for you know SMEs particularly, very affordably. So that was Acronis Cyber Protect last year. And then they came out with enhanced protection for the endpoints themselves. So not only are we protecting them by backing them up, which of course is where we would be going if they were destroyed by a ransomware and there was nothing else we could do, but What can we do to remediate and stop the ransomware so that we don't have to go to that expense of recovering from backup? And that's what they now do with Active Protection, which is anti-ransomware defence. It looks at the suspicious process that happens on a device rather than any kind of signature or blacklist of a file. It could be even a legitimate process, but acting in a suspicious way. It's machine learning or AI, as Previn spoke about earlier, it's building a pattern of what's normal for that computer or that server and if you know uh, Sally in finance has got a computer that's changing thousands of files at three in the morning that's not normal activity that doesn't match the pattern so Acronis's active protection will stop that action and then at that point what it can do unlike other tools is it can revert the damage so if that Unexpected action is ransomware and it's encrypted thousands of files and they're all gobbledygook. The Acronis Active Protection, because it's caching all those files at a block level, can simply undo the damage, revert those files back to how they should be from its cache. In that respect, undoing the damage of the ransomware without, of course, having to pay any ransom. And, uh, you know, it does that at a price that's not considered a ransom either. It's a cloud subscription model on a monthly basis, very easy to implement. So awesome. that's the other thing about protection is we talk about socks, we talk about seams, but for the average business person, they are far and away beyond the reach of your normal IT budget. Yeah. You know, no, one can afford a dot, no one can afford a dedicated seam or sock. It's, it's always got to be a shared service. And then how do we implement it? Well, we don't want expensive consultants. You know, we, we need this to be something we switch on and off. And, well, what if COVID affects my business and I have to downsize overnight and lose yeah. half my team for a month well in the uk we've had lots of that companies furloughing employees where they're not allowed to work they're paid by the government but they're not allowed to work so suddenly we've got users, you know companies that license software for hundreds of users and now they only want it for 50 users but yeah. those 50 users are doing a, hell of a lot of work they've still got to be protected yeah. and of course that's why cloud model a subscription service is just so so efficient and. and so you've got to
0: pause there. Prevent. I want to ask you from a South African perspective. He's in pounds. The guy to my <laughs> my left, so he doesn't feel it. From a South African perspective, where are you targeting a Corona Cyber Protect? What type of customer are you looking at? Is it anybody, or is it only the big couple of brands that we know? And no. I've got to follow that up then. Why Max Tech? Why do you think it's so different? Why have you got in there?
1: So so Daniel, we've been in cybersecurity for the past 20 years and we supply end-to-end cybersecurity solutions from data centers to Wi-Fi. And like Andrew pointed out, you know, some of the SMBs can't afford a CPE device. They can't afford the SOCs and the solutions that offer us the now the clever analytics. The service that we're providing together with Technovate, number one, is rands and cents. It's not dollars and it's not pounds or euros. And that capacity we started off one year ago was of 100 terabytes. At the moment, I think Andrew and his team is helping us expand that, hopefully to one petabyte.
2: Yeah, that's, that's what we're doing at the moment. Uh, we so, got some, uh, an, an interesting announcement that I tease you with a little bit there, Daniel, as well, but I'll leave that for when, when you want it.
1: Yeah. And where it actually goes, Daniel, is in terms of the customers, yes, we're trying to educate all the SMBs. In fact, we're busy with enterprises, we're busy with universities at the moment. And it's anybody who has a requirement, we're able to offer, again, another free service. You're able to sample. The Acronis is for 30 days at no charge. And from there, it's a cloud subscription on a month-to-month base pay on your usage.
2: Actually, Previn, you can have the backup and we'll chuck in the, the Cyber Protect functionality so you can have the whole dashboard for a month for free. That's, that's no issue.
0: Wow. So we've got a try before you buy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we're, we're happy to support that. We're a global company, but we've appointed MaxTech to represent us in sub Saharan Africa. And uh, it's only because we have a lot of synergy with what they're doing around perimeter defense. Their 40Gate products, very impressive. Their sock and seam solutions are world leading. And they're a great bunch of people to work with. But also, I think ethically, they get what we're trying to achieve here. Yeah. Get this product out there. Yes, for profit. Absolutely. And uh, I say that unashamedly. but also to fight back against this scourge, this ransomware. It, it's, it's destroying livelihoods. And I'm very proud to represent a company that has an effective solution. And one of the things I love hearing, and we get this in from not only our partners across the UK and the US, but more recently from Kenya, where a small business, a partner, one of our early adopters, it was just so relieved that they'd bought CyberProtect, sold it to their customers and put it in because it literally saved the day, saved that customer's business. And we've got the logs, the testimonials, the evidence to prove how this anti-ransomware element itself stops that criminal activity in its tracks. And this is a problem, by the way, which is a crime. The proceeds of ransomware fund the worst types of crime, that you could possibly imagine child exploitation human trafficking drugs you name it the people behind ransomware are organized crime and so thinking that in the worst case what you might do to get out of the situation is just pay the ransom well you've got no guarantee that'll work because you're dealing with a bunch of criminals who are more than happy to take your payment and not do anything but assuming they did and that you decrypted your files well all very well but You've contributed to someone suffering, to someone's pain, not only for the business that is impacted by ransomware that suffers the attack themselves, but because of what these criminals are doing as a result of the huge amounts of money they're trying to extort from people. So ransomware is crime. I'm yeah. very proud to be fighting crime.
0: I love that perspective. I really don't enjoy bullies and I don't like the fact that they're getting away with it. So if we can stop it, that is brilliant. Praveen, talk to me about POCs. We've got a month trial that we can get involved here. How much effort, how much reskilling do I need to do to get this thing up and running?
1: What are the steps that we look at? Daniel, that's the simple part. You know, Andrew mentioned in the beginning, it's a cloud service. So there's absolutely no investment. There's no infrastructure that's required. Our services team are all skilled up. We've got 12 certified engineers. It's a matter of deploying an agent, and you're up and running within a few minutes. Yeah,
2: simple installation.
1: Fantastic.
0: That's fantastic. Guys, I tend to oversimplify how amazing these solutions are, but this one sounds really exciting. I can't wait till we get a customer to come and chat here. Prevent, maybe you can bring them in. So, Andrew and Prevent, we are wrapping up our time together. It's been very interesting, but I would like to ask you three distinct questions. The first one is, Andrew, what are you most excited about coming out the next six months from a technological release perspective? And what are you most excited about from Acronis in the next six months? Then I'd like to know, what are you focusing on yourself as a CTO for the next 12 weeks? What are you actively working on? And then advice for a customer that is not a MaxTech or a TechNivate customer when it comes to security and security awareness. Over to you, Andrew, then Prevint, you'll answer all three as well.
2: Sure. So as a South African, I'm very keen to see that country respected on the global stage. And so it is with great delight that I can tell you Acronis are investing in South Africa and building a dedicated data center for our customers there to support Technovate and our distributor, MaxTech. So that's an exclusive for you. We are finally backing up to the clouds, but using local bandwidth, not relying on what at times can be expensive and slow links to Europe or wherever a data center may be located. But we're going to put that data center right in the middle of South Africa with nice, fast pipes. So I'm delighted that Acronis is making that investment, and we've pushed very hard for that.
0: Awesome.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Lovely to see those data centers pinging up in a global network. They're part of over 300 new data centers that Acronis is releasing this year.
0: Awesome. And then what are you focusing on for the next 12 weeks, Andrew?
2: We are focusing on user interface improvements. I'm traveling to Singapore to work with the Acronis engineering team on basically making the product even easier to use because they have had a rapid development curve lately. Literally, the cyber protect, the response to ransomware, it's all been essentially dictated to around COVID, remote working, and responding effectively to that. So they've had to pile a lot of functionality and a lot of advanced security into a product. And that can be overwhelming for the end user. So I'm gonna go back to Acronis and say, let's make this something that people can intuitively understand. You know, we're all inspired by devices like the iPad, but you know, the iPad doesn't come with a user manual. You just buy an iPad, you switch it on and you kind of start using it. And before you know it, you don't know how you lived without it. And that's how we want Cronus to be. I think we're nearly there. It's, it's a great product. It's simple, it's usable, but I don't wanna to have to train people on how to use it at Cronus. I want to show people and show PRONUS, for that matter, what can be done with an interface that makes sense and kind of does the hard work for you.
1: Brilliant. previn Yeah, I think to start off with what Andrew was saying, that big news has been, I won't say long-awaited, but recently we've had several customers who were compromised. Unfortunately, they didn't have the cyber protect option, meaning we needed to recover in order to restore or recover their data. And if you think about most public cloud or OEM providers, none of them are hosted locally. So yeah. for Cronus, that is a big step. And for our market, our continent, it's definitely a step in the right direction. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, and, and we're talking Absolutely. about reducing days or hours. And I know Andrew was party to that in that recovery as well. And now with having a local presence, it means we're talking about minutes depending on your bandwidth connectivity. Awesome. I want
2: to reiterate that Technovate as the global delivery partner for Acronis is 100, I'd like to say 110%, but let's call it 100% behind MaxTech in pushing this service and solution out to Africa. And had it not been for COVID, we would have been there in person in both Cape Town Johannesburg and and KwaZulu Natal, to workshop with local partners and MSPs and show them what this product can do and really kind of, generate a buzz around that. And we will still be doing that. We believe in the South African market. We can still count in rands and cents. And so, uh, you know, we understand the benefit of this product, both to business owners and MSPs that are supporting their customers using this product. But also there's a lot of synergy between MaxTech and Technovate. And as a global delivery partner, there's a hell of a lot of partnering and synergy between Technovate and Acronis. We are on their partner advisory council, and, and we work with them and embedded within their own teams to deliver the solution. So Excellent. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about the growth, which is quite exponential at the moment. Within Excellent.
1: Preve? Yeah, we also, I think just to add on what Andrew was saying, part of this partnership is we are 100% channel focused. Now, what does that mean? It means that, yes, today an end customer can contact Maxtech. Magtech will assist the customer with the evaluation and can choose the ICT provider to do the transaction. So we do not transact with end customers. We actually empower the ICT partners or resellers in that form. Awesome.
0: That's really good news for partners as well. So you're stimulating the channel as well. That's Absolutely. brilliant. Brilliant. Maybe next time we can have a session with a couple of the partners to talk around their success. One piece of advice for a customer looking at security from
1: your South African perspective, Praveen. Daniel, I think pre-COVID till today, to the present times, we've been involved with educating customers, meaning end customers, as well as partners. With cybersecurity, giving them the awareness, like Andrew said, you know, the simple terms of phishing, or ransomware is not commonly known. We also have Poppy. that's now coming into effect from the 1st of July. And we see a lot of traction with companies gearing themselves up to be compliant. The biggest thing that we can take back or give back to anybody listening is that we want to offer the free assessment, try it in your environment, understand what is your security posture right now. There's no obligation. There's no cost to you. And that's the biggest step that we can give back to all our working customers. Brilliant.
0: Andrew, I know you like to have the last word. What would you oh. suggest to a customer who's looking at the current threat landscape and doesn't have the joy of having Max Tech and Technovate behind him?
2: He or certainly ahead. does. I echo what Previn said there. And I feel for you guys with Poppier ever approaching. We went through all of that with our own GDPR and, of course, compliance mandates that you look after your networks and your data appropriately with the appropriate safeguards. So this is no longer just best practice. This is now almost a legal requirement. So absolutely get your compliance in order, get your data security in order. But uh, to go back to the one piece of advice, keep it simple. Remember I said you'll be blindsided. No matter what your preparation is, the malware will get in at some point. Yeah. And the more complexity you add, the more vendors you mix together, the more complex and convoluted your protection is, the more likely it is that you will forget something, miss something, not renew something, not think about this one device that someone's plugged into the network, et cetera. Yeah. Keep it simple and of course be aware, have your training
0: We'd like awesome. to discuss. Awesome. That's great. Gentlemen, a real privilege on this uh, autumn afternoon or winter afternoon to learn more about Technovate, MaxTech and the Acronis product. I wish you all the success with it. For our listeners, our audience who are partners, if you're not a MaxTech partner and are interested, please drop Prevent a line. Both Preven and Andrew are fairly responsive on email. If you want to know any more about both the organizations, give them a shot. From my side, Daniel Robus, facilitating for Tech Central. It's been very interesting just getting a little bit of an understanding about new products, what are out there. What I've taken away is that we've got a new data center, which means people are investing in our region. And that's so exciting. Go the South Africans. Good luck with the go live. I'm expecting a date from you, Mr. Parker, so that we know when this is going to be opening and hopefully mm-hmm. there'll be a champagne or two. Prevent, thank you for all the preparation in this session and Andrew, and I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. From my side, Daniel Robus, signing off.